welcome to episode four of The Enlightened Idiot. I'm joined by the band formerly known as Resistance, two of the members anyways, my buddies Cody and Levi. What's up, y'all? That you guys are coming out. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And, Thanks uh, for having us. And like I always like to start out with a little bit is some um, local love, get into some local stuff coming up. You know, we're in sure. Reno, so I always want to help help everybody find some cool shit to do during the during the weekends. It's the way to do it, man. And uh, Saturday, uh, June fifth, June fifteenth. I mean, uh, El Dorado Barbecue Brews and Blues is happening. Always a fun event to go to. Always a good time. Yeah. And then uh, you know, just walk around, get get some brews, whatever, chill. Yeah. And then uh, from there, of course, Food Truck Friday has been going on now. Oh, I gotta go get me a bow dog, dude. That still happens. Yeah, that still goes there. Oh yeah, it's not. Chris doesn't order though. Anymore, no, right? he sold okay. it. Yeah, but I mean that that sauce is still there. His yeah, so, you know, it's still <laughs> a bow dog. I I helped them with the jalapeno cream cheese. They didn't even know about that. Oh, oh, and the yeah, and the, the ferment or the uh, what is it? The onions that they like ferment or something. Oh the yeah, the, the sweet the pink, pink onions. Yeah, dude, that's that's always a topper for me. Oh, yeah. That's my go-to. Oh yeah. Uh, but then of course we got some music coming up. Can't can't have these guys here and not talk music coming up. So. Support your local music. Yeah, and, and also some stuff coming to town. We got Rob Thomas, GSR, June fifteenth. Mm. You know, formerly Matchbox Twenty had yep. those good songs with Santana back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know any most any of his solo stuff, so it'll be interesting. Maybe I, I need to check his catalog a little bit. For sure. Right. And then uh, for the hip hop community, I know you guys aren't into that as off, as hey, much, but music is music. A lot man. of our listeners are Coney Ginobili. Playing at Jub Jubs Friday the fourteenth, uh, and then we got we got some soccer. Of course, we know eighteen sixty eight. Got to show some love to them. They're playing the LXA, LA Galaxy two, and that's on Saturday night. And then since these guys are here and they're they're a little rednecky, we got some country coming up too. Toby <laughs> Keith, Toby Keith, man. Toby Keith playing at the Nugget Event Center now. I didn't even realize is that the outdoor amphitheater. Yeah, thing? that's gonna be the first show they're gonna open it with is Toby Keith. Yeah. That's cool. And I, I love Toby Keith too, just because he's a Democrat, and <laughs> most of his listeners are not, and I don't <laughs> think any of them know that he's not. <laughs> he even, he played Trump's inauguration, but he he made a big speech beforehand saying that uh, this isn't me playing for Trump. This is me considering America asking me to do something. So I'm doing this for America. And that's cool that he was able to put that yeah. aside as well. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, then uh. Other than that, you know, that's that's the local events coming up. Other than this Thursday, of course, I talked about it a couple times that I'm going to Sublime with Rome, oh, yeah. Common Kings, and Soja. So uh, that'll be a fun one. I'll let you guys know about it next week. How how the, how was that at the Grand Sierra? For sure. But uh, you know, now to talk about some stuff with our guests, uh, we actually used to work together yeah. for multiple years yeah. at uh, ITS Logistics. You know, we did some time there. You know, <laughs> we did some hard times there. Yeah, hard times, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, that's actually where we met. Cody uh, started there. What you were like sixteen? Yeah, some se- sixteen, seventeen, something like that. I was my senior year, so probably seventeen. And how old are Go. you now? Uh, Twenty three. It's crazy how long it's been. Right? Doesn't feel like this long. And then of course he brought Levi along yeah. down the road. I started when I was eighteen at ITS. And then we played some flag football together. Yeah, those were good times. That was good. Yeah, we used to play football on our lunch breaks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that we were right by the windows of the office people, yeah. and, like, we're the warehouse guys. Yeah. While they're playing football, they're like, is this how you guys spend your time? Like, well, yeah, but we're not on the clock, so. Right. I wonder if that's why Todd was such a fucking asshole, too. <laughs> <laughs> These jerks out there playing on the lawn, yeah. making us look bad, <laughs> especially when uh, somebody be dropping the ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, 
speaking you guys were part of a band called resistance uh you guys actually played the last show i ever saw at the knit you guys played that yeah uh, that was when it was the knitting factory yeah the knitting factory yeah damn that yeah was i mean ago. that was a close one like i love that show that's probably the one yeah, i always think that's of probably the most memorable show that was actually a memorable show that was our first show with elijah too he came out yeah and he was we gave him the bass on stage you i said, remember that we didn't have a bass player until that show what yeah like a week before that show is when he joined the band. Our mindset was, we're playing the Knitting Factory. If this could be our one shot. We got to have a full band. And I was like, who's up to the task? And we know Elijah from when we grew up. Actually, I know Levi through Elijah. Um, yeah. Without Elijah, I wouldn't know Levi. And uh, he just wanted to be in something. So it was just the perfect timing to get him to come. He was willing to play anything. And he had all these great ideas. And it just like... It was just the right timing. It was yeah. so meant to be. It was an epic show for sure. Yeah, like it was I fun, enjoyed man. it. I'm being out there in the crowd, Levi banging on the drums, <laughs> and then uh, I will say, Kenner, I love you, man. But I, I don't. When the, when it's screaming, I don't know what you guys are saying. But when <laughs> you were singing, I could understand it, and I enjoyed your singing. It's not that yeah. I didn't enjoy you, Kenner. It's just I, I, I just can't understand what you're right. saying. Like, you didn't have the ear for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not you're my still... taste, but dude, I still had fun. You know, the energy of you guys is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I was curious, like with that, you guys are no longer doing that. So, what's the next project going to be? The next project is still in the works. Still in the works, but we want to do something that's more relatable to everybody. Like how you were just saying, you know, the the real heavy stuff is lots of fun and it gets a bunch of energy out and gets lots of people hyped up. Um, But there's there is a cap on it. You can only get so big in that genre of music when you feel like you want to play the knitting factory your whole life or do you want to evolve to the Reno event center and go somewhere else you can go play a different country, even something like that. Get out of the niche market. Yes. Right. This band's taking a very hard rock and roll turn. And you guys were on like iTunes and Spotify as well, right? Yeah. Now? Yeah. We're it. still on it all. Like, I still, still got it all it on my phone. Hell yeah. Yeah. So if, I mean, if you guys want to support these dudes, check them out on iTunes, Spotify, basically every music platform. Yeah. You can, you can at least listen to the, the old school stuff and now don't don't let that discourage you if you don't like it from the stuff they're gonna do because yeah. who knows it might be completely completely different and uh i heard i heard some a rumor that you might not be the drummer anymore that's false that's false okay that's false. i heard i had heard like you could your something about your uh motorcycle was like the yoko ono of your group <laughs> <laughs> you, this dude got a harley and he, he fell in love with it <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Levi's always ridden bikes, though, so, I mean, it's kind of hard. It's, when I knew him, he would race BMX in Sun Valley, and though we had our practice time with our little bands in middle school, Levi always had his his bike time. But yeah. I think, uh, you know, it was just it was just the time for resistance to end at that point. And it, the Brian X course. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, it was just... It wasn't going any farther. So, uh I'm glad to hear that you are going to still be the drummer, yeah. and I'm I'm stoked, you know, for the next stuff. I'm interested. And then uh, speaking though a bit about motorcycles too, Street Vibration Spring Rally was just going on. Did you, yeah. you guys go check that out? I went downtown. It was cool. It's it's not as fun per se as the big one, but it's still cool because it's street vibes. It's all bikes. And, and I actually didn't know I didn't know there was a difference between the Spring Rally and the mm-hmm. major thing. I I didn't realize that. I actually was talking to my buddy Dylan, and he was like, "No, dude, this is." Just a fundraiser for it, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, for or for the big one, he's like, the big one's in September. He's like, you should know this. You're the you're the local event guy. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I just I didn't know. I guess I just didn't put two and two together. I just saw Street Vibrations. I'm like, okay, that's one thing. 
Right. So that, but that is cool that they do that. Basically, you get two two tastes of it yeah. throughout the year. Yeah. There's an um, at Road Rider down on Market Street. There was a bike show on Saturday last Saturday. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, all right. So then going back to music. Sorry to go yeah. off the tangent no worries, with, with the motorcycles, but uh, what influenced you guys to get into music? Let's go, Levi first. Um, I kind of didn't have a choice. My dad played drums. So I kind of just naturally gravitated towards it. You I'd got be, to set in the house. Yeah. Like I'd be trying to go to sleep at night to get ready for school and my dad <laughs> be in the garage banging on the fucking drums while I'm trying to sleep. So <laughs> you dream about it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Nightmare. It just imprinted in my brain because him. Oh, yeah. Part of the genes. That's yeah, cool. That's what, yeah. Uh, any like artists that really like you wanted to be like, you know, that influenced your. Molly Crew. I, I always. Even to this day, I still look up to Tommy Lee. Like he was my first idol. Idol, yeah, I, yeah. He's just the one I always wanted to be like. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And then it was kind of as I gravitated towards the heavier stuff. It turned into Slipknot before oh, yeah? it turned to okay. shit. And then yeah, they just came out with a new song. They're right? coming back around though. the The newest one, Unsainted, I think, is what it's called. Sounds more like Stone Sour and Slipknot Mix, but the first one that came out before that, All Out Life, it's just like, it's straight off the IOL, album, like when yeah, Slipknot first school. came out. It's just yeah. that way heavy, way intense, like, mosh pit metal. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like that 2000, what, like, one? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, Cody, what, what got you into the music scene? You know what? What got me into music was actually Guitar Hero. I'll admit Hell yeah. I played a shit ton of video games when I was little, and when I was six... Um, my grandma just as a because you know how you always get the weird gifts from your grandparents she got me Guitar Hero out of nowhere I had no interest in music nothing like that just bam fucking had Guitar Hero and I'm so glad that she did that and I went home and played it and I fell in love with Bark at the Moon by Ozzy Osbourne and uh, said I want to check out more of this dude's stuff and I did some stuff around the house and had my dad go pick me up an album and listen to the first album from Black Sabbath which is Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, and that was really cool. And then ever since then, I was like, I want to play guitar. Was that their their first album was Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath? Yeah. Okay. You know, it's crazy. They actually recorded that whole album in like 12 hours or something like that. Yeah. And just, it was like, start, no clip. It's just like, hit record, they played the song, they stopped. Hit record, play the song. One take and just go. Yeah. That's savage. (laughs) That's rock and roll as fuck. Yeah, Yeah. right? (laughs) From a dude that would snort ants. Uh, Did you guys watch the (laughs) the Motley Crue Netflix movie? Dude, so good. Jeff Tremaine did such a good job coming yeah. from Jeff Tremaine is who directed great. that? Yeah. yeah. Com- coming from Jackass to yeah. the third. I was like so impressed. What a what a huge product to go from that to that. Right. So, and not like I ever doubted him. I'm just like, I'm stoked to see what his uh, art aside from just dick jokes and shit is. Yeah. Assholes being assholes. <laughs> uh, so you guys brought up Molly Crew. That was actually my first show I ever went to was uh, Poison. Vince Neil and Motley Crue, because Motley Crue was banned from coming to the GSR <laughs> at this point. And uh, it was uh, Skid Row. That was my first oh, show ever. Nice. And Skid Row, it wasn't Sebastian Bach anymore. Uh, oh, okay. They actually had the lead singer. I think it was from T- Stone Temple Pilots was oh, right. their was their vocalist, you know, at the time. Yeah. This is like 2001, maybe 2002, maybe even early, maybe 99. Like, I was in middle school, I think, like seventh grade, sixth grade. So, yeah. It was, it was the Hilton back then, wasn't it? Uh it, it might have been. It was out in the, with the outdoor yeah. show too. Oh, it was that probably was still the Hilton. Yeah, it you was. Know, for for you old school, you know, you know locals. That's what that's where we used to party. That's you, where I saw you, my way back show. in the day. It was I think the MGM. 
It was. Yeah, yeah it was a big lion. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but so going from that, I was curious. What What was your guys' first show? Mine was Boston. Dude, nice. I don't remember who else. I don't. I think it was just Boston at the Reno Event Center. Yeah, that was my first show. Oh, I had yeah. to stand on the chair because I couldn't fucking see anything. <laughs> That's a bitchin' first show, though. Yeah. What about you, dude? Uh, it was George Thorogood and Buddy Guy. So, Bad to the Bone and just, like, the Blues King, man. Oh, I got yeah. to meet Buddy Guy after, and he signed a polka dot strap for me. And oh, I wow. still have that. That's, That's pretty sick. Cool. Pretty Why cool. don't you ever rock it on stage? I ha- I did at the knit actually oh, really? yeah, the polka yeah, dot yeah. strap that I had that's, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's the one Dude, that's savage but now I've got it I've got it pinned up and as soon as the that s- signature started to come off I was like oh no like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah you don't want to mess it up too much yeah I was like oh, I played it in a show that's probably enough yeah <laughs> and uh, all right so deviating a little bit from the music stuff I know uh, the only Batman person in the Batman more than my wife is this dude right here, Cody. <laughs> and uh, I know there was just an announcement recently of the new Batman, Robert Pattinson. Dude. How you feel? Oh, man. Okay. I go back and forth. Like, a first reaction, I fucking hate it. But the more I think about it, like, a lot of people hated Heath Ledger when he was coming out. Like, he could totally come and blow this out of the water. Right after, uh, what was that, Brokeback Mountain? He- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, everybody thought, like... The guy, the gay cowboy is going to be the Joker. So, I mean, I'm going to try and keep an no, open mind in vampire. it. vampire. Yeah. Nah. It is funny that he, I thought that it was ironic he goes from vampire to Batman. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, and you see the memes where it's got him, uh, like, it's all sparkly. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that like, glitter, glittered outfit. He's going to have to put on some weight for that role, though, dude. I heard, so from the rumor I read is that, because they're they're coming out with Wonder Woman 1984. That's the next Wonder Woman movie. Oh, my God. And so they're taking her back. But she looks. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And uh, she, uh, you know, obviously she looks the same in 84 as she did now because she doesn't, like, age. Right. But so they had to bring a younger Batman in uh, to play the 1984 version. So Pattinson is a little bit younger. So I I, I understand that. I'm I'm trying to keep an open mind as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm you want late. him to be good. Yeah, you just don't think he's gonna be exactly. <laughs> I, it's hard to separate him from. I mean, I fell asleep watching Twilight with my with my wife, who was just my girlfriend at the time. That was one of the first movies I watched at her house, and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, another thing with Batman Two recently, uh, just this year, was the end of the series Gotham. Yeah, you know, I know me and you've been into that show a lot. We talked about it all throughout ICS. Yeah. So it was like. <laughs> Did you see it yet? And it was a great, it, it was an awesome series. Let's be real. Like it, and the fact that it went from before Batman, you know, you get to, it's more, uh, the detective, uh, I can't think of the name right now. Uh, Jim, Jim Gordon. Gordon uh, so he, it's his, he's the main protagonist in this mm-hmm. really. Yeah. And, uh, so no spoilers, but the end of the series, you get to finally see Batman. Yeah. How'd you feel about that ending series finale? <sighs> What I hate is that they said the whole last episode was going to be a Batman-centric episode, and they did exactly what Smallville did. What they didn't, what they said they weren't going to do. You didn't. So I, never, see, I never saw that. Series. You didn't see him as Superman until like the last shot, and here he comes in his suit. It's just like, whoo, and it's over. And it's over. So like them zooming up to him, I was like, you just did exactly what you said you weren't going to do. It was still a great episode. Um, I, think I didn't it, like the person they chose for Cat. No, I think they could have cast it better for that. Um, 
I thought it was weird that they photo that they like put the little kid's face on the bat suit though. Like, wait, now you got me. I, I don't remember that. If you go back and you watch when they zoom in on the bat suit right at the end of the episode, if you look, it's it's the the kid that played Bruce. It's his face, but it's definitely not him standing there. It's like superimposed. Yeah, so it's like they did what they did with Captain America in the first one, and they took his face and put it on the skinny dude's body. Yeah, it's just like that. Huh. And I was like, you guys, like uh, nobody yeah, would have cared. Just get somebody with. Call Josh Brolin. Borrow right, his yeah, chin. Exactly. <laughs> That's all you need. He's already doing everything else. Yeah, just let him just cross over into everything. <laughs> Were you? In, did you watch any of that series? No. I know, you, I know you're not the Batman guy. No. Are you more Marvel? Yeah, a little bit. I feel you. I, I'm more Marvel for sure too. Like I, I obviously you guys see all the Batman stuff in here. I am Batman by association. <laughs> my wife, but I'm my go-to is of course always Deadpool. Dude. You know, that's, that's my guy since I was, like, eight years old. You think they're going to do a, a Wolverine crossover? I keep seeing this shit posted from Hugh Jackman and it kept hashtag cameo, and it's always clips of him in the gym. And I, I could see him making a cameo. I don't think that he would ever do a full movie as Wolverine again. You'd, you'd think for how good of friends they are, it'd be like, yeah, all right, I'll be in your yeah. movie for a second. You know? Exactly. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, a cameo for sure I could see him doing, but I just don't think... I think he ended that character so well with Logan. That was that's probably the only way he'd come back and do anything. Yeah, is to do it with his homie. Right. You know, and they there uh, was it the did you see that picture where they were at Christmas party together? Or it was like uh, Josh. No, it was Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds, and Jake Gyllenhaal. And they told Ryan Reynolds that it was a Christmas ugly Christmas sweater party. And he showed up in the ugly Christmas sweater, but nobody else was there in it. And they took, they're all taking a picture just with him in the middle, just laughing at him. You know? And uh, I don't know if you know Jake Gyllenhaal's playing Mysterio. Yeah, I, I, that's interesting. And, and did you guys see the trailer for that new Spider-Man? I did. No. No? Man, you're not into the mar- the superhero stuff no, that much, huh? Not really. I feel bad that I, I, that I have to have this conversation and leave you out of it. <laughs> you enjoy that beer. We're going to talk some Marvel stuff real quick and then we'll get back to you. Uh, so Spider-Man, uh, the, the thing that's interesting to me is that Mysterio looks like kind of like an ally. Yeah, Spider-Man that's what I'm... He's from conf- a different multiverse. There's rumors that they're going to supposed to bring in like crossover Spider-Man. So like... Kind of like into the Spider Verse, yeah. So, but like Tobey Maguire would come in and be like, "Oh, that'd be crazy." And I was like, "That would be so fucking cool." <laughs> like, I don't even, I don't even care if the movie was good. Just to see all the Spider Men in one movie would be fucking crazy. Now, I do. Uh, they had Charles Gambino, Donald Glover. He was in the first Spider Man movie, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you know about his backstory of his character in there. He talked about how his nephew, he had a nephew in the city, that he didn't. Then that was the reason he didn't want those crazy guns. That they were making from the alien uh, wear right. in the city. His nephew is Miles Morales. Oh. So there's rumors that Miles Morales is going to be coming possibly into this movie or the next one. I knew they were going to do it at some point after Stan Lee died. Because, I mean, he didn't make such a stink about... Uh, a black Spider-Man? About black spider He just said, you know, Peter Parker will never be black. I, that's why Miles is here. And that's all he was saying, but... I think everybody took it as the wrong way. I actually heard that his old manager used to just abuse him or something. There's like a case being opened against Stan Lee's. Uh, oh yeah, his uh, yeah, like assistant or something. One, somebody that like was his caretaker almost. Yeah, and I, totally just was messing with him and abusing him. And geez. how could you do that to Stan Lee? Right, like of all people. Like, yeah, even just any your little old lady, your grandma. You would never do that to her. And then Stan Lee just being who he is, like, why would you do that to yeah. anybody? 
and, and I am so stoked that he recorded so many cameos uh, mm-hmm. for the for the movies coming out. You know, I think he still has like two more coming out. Yeah, maybe three. Uh, so you know, it's cool. We still get to pay get get you know the the people of nowadays watching the movies that didn't enjoy the comics they get to enjoy this guy just a taste of him like a little memory right like when i saw venom and it was right after he died and you know he comes out just for that little cameo that he always does yeah it was like everybody kind of clapped you know like right. oh man like you got a warm feeling yeah, yeah you missed the dude i mean he created this entire universe for us to enjoy right yeah. i loved his one in end game when he's all young he comes flying by in the car that was fucking awesome well, what was the one? Uh, I think it was Ant Man when they shrink his car, and he's about, oh, and he's yeah. about to like get into it and it shrinks. He's like, oh, I, I forgot what he said in it, but I guess they recorded. I watched bloopers. They recorded like twenty different ones, uh, one liners for him. And the only <laughs> one that the blooper they didn't use that I liked, too, he's like, because they're in San Francisco, and he's like, I can finally park my car in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, that was good. Like they probably should have used that one. I, I laughed more at that one than the original. Uh, but yeah, dude, rest in peace, Stanley. I definitely miss the dude. And uh, speaking of more Marvel stuff, did you watch Endgame? Yes. How? I mean, I know this guy didn't, so I didn't want to yeah, spoil too much. No. But you obviously, you don't seem to care too much, no. so I'm not gonna. This is a major it. spoiler. Alert. Yeah, spoiler right alert. If you haven't seen the movie yet, um, you're fucking crazy. You're, go see it. Yeah, if you're into <laughs> superheroes, you know, if you're not into superheroes like this guy, I understand. But if you are into superheroes, dude. What are you doing with your life? Now, uh, I got spoiled for the end. I waited a couple weeks. And I happened to, it was right when the trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming came out. Not Homecoming, uh, Far From Home. Oh, okay. Came out, and I didn't watch the trailer because I knew there would be spoilers. But somebody posted something, and all it showed was him saying, I really I really miss him. And so I knew right away, yeah. damn it, Iron Man dies. Yep. Dude. But what an epic way to end that, like, the first, the first one in this whole universe, you know, this new MCU, was Iron Man. Right. And for him to be the one to finish it. Was pretty cool. And props to Robert Downey Jr. for holding that role for so long. He killed that fucking role. He, it, it's kind of like Hugh Jackman with Wolverine. Like there's, it's hard yeah. to come back from. Who else could be Tony Stark? I don't. I don't think there's one person. And it's crazy. The the old school like cartoons. I never thought of Tony Stark as a pompous like all about me egotistical guy. Even though I knew he was smart. Right. Whereas he changed that character to match himself. Right. Yeah. And it worked. It worked amazing. Uh, yeah. Like Robert Downey was Iron Man. You know, Tony, he was Tony Stark to me. Yeah. And, uh, but how, so you enjoyed that movie? You thought I, it was epic way? I thought it was an epic way to go out. I was a little fangirl when Doc, or when all the portals start opening up at the end fight, dude. I'm like squirming in my seat. <laughs> Captain America catches Thor's hammer. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> dude, and, and uh, how, how'd you feel when Captain America was able to lift Thor's hammer? Oh, I love that because I what was it in Ult, was it Age of the Ultron? One, yeah, yeah, against Ultron. I knew that right then at some point he was gonna get that hammer. Because remember he made it budge, yeah, just that little yeah. bit, and then and he kind of uh, perks Thor, up. Yeah, it's like and then he's like, oh, okay. Never mind. And then yeah, I love that when he pit, he did pick it up. Thor just goes, I knew it. I, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was perfect, like owed to that scene, and just like yeah, I always knew. And it it shows that how honorable Captain America was. Yeah, you had to have nothing but the highest honor to be able to even lift it. I think member vision was able to as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's like this totally innocent being, mm-hmm. you know, so it made sense why he was able to lift it as well. How do you feel about, uh, Falcon taking over as captain America? Uh, I always knew that was going to happen, uh, especially, uh, but I, I knew it was going to be either him or Buck, Bucky. A Bucky would have made more sense. It, it would. Uh, I, I always thought Bucky was going to become, um, you remember there was that old school comic, uh, us agent, 
and it was a black suited Captain America. Oh yeah, yeah. And I always liked that suit better than the blue, mm-hmm. and so I thought that was gonna be Bucky. And I think that maybe they still might do that. Like he, that's Bucky taking over for him that way. Because I don't know if you know Disney Plus, which is a streaming service, they're coming out with a, sh- a series, and it's gonna be Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, that's they're cool. coming out together to do stuff, and that's kind of why they had them team up at the end of that movie. Gotcha, gotcha. And so he's taking the mantle for, uh, uh God damn, what's Captain America's real name? Steve, Steve uh, Rogers. Yeah, I, I kind of want to say Sam Rogers. Sam. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's taking over the mantle for him, and then from there they're gonna do this whole series to get together on that show, that streaming service, and uh, then you know how Loki got away with the oh, one of the yeah. things in the movie. I forgot what it, what you call him. One of the Infinity, Infinity Stones. Stones. Yeah, he got away with it, and he's coming out with his own series too. Oh no, shit! That's cool, Spike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're gonna do a whole series for him and a whole series for the both. You know, so that that'll be kind of cool to. You have these, maybe they end up crossing right. genres. That would be super cool. And I don't know when they're going to do the movie for them again. You know, or if they're, I'm sure they're going to be in the movies the next, the, what, phase four is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm sure that'll be coming out. I guess, like, I thought the end game was the end of phase three, but actually far from home. They're calling that one the end of phase three. Oh, okay. And then they're coming in with the new ones. I wonder if we'll get to see uh, Falcon as Captain America in Far From Home since it takes place after Endgame. Yeah, so close. I like <laughs> the black and red spider suit, too. Yeah, it's pretty and, and they also they paid a little homage to that Spider, Spider-Man Noir with the oh, all-black suit. That'll be and he's in London. You know, That's where that Spider-Man was supposed to have taken place. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool that... At first, I thought, oh, man, they're bringing him... Like, when they talked about the multiverse, I was like, oh, they are bringing in a different multiverse Spider-Man. Right. But that's definitely Tom Holland in that black suit. Yeah. Oh, man, I would, I just want a Venom Spider-Man movie so badly. And that... So, what's crazy is Sony still owns Venom. And they're saying that it doesn't make sense right now for that to happen because of how well Venom did in the in cells. Right. The, the solo film. So, they don't want to combine him yet with the Disney MCU... Because he's selling enough for Sony. They don't have to sell the rights to him to Disney. And so that's like one of the few characters that Disney doesn't own right now. And they can continue to make their own revenue off that. Now see, I wonder if Venom made so much because it's Venom. Or if all the Spider-Man fans went to see if Spider-Man was going to be in it. Like I wonder if that, how many people that disappointed when Spider-Man wasn't in it. I knew I knew he wasn't going to be yeah. in it. Anybody that really pays attention to all this shit knew he wasn't going to be in it. But um, some fans... Like uh, a few people used to work at ITS come to mind that just think like Batman and Spider-Man are all in the same universe. And, you yeah. know, I'm sure they were pissed off and they're like, Venom movie and no Spider-Man, you know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Would a sequel do just as well? And if not, that's probably when they'd cross it over. Well, I know there's rumors too that they're going to come out with, because uh, they're coming out with a new comic book series with Carnage. And I think Carnage is still owned by Sony as well. So they might be able to do a double symbiote movie. Okay, that might be kind of cool. Did you see who's playing Carnage at the end of Venom? Now I don't remember. Woody Harrelson? The really? Dude, the dude from Zombieland? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. He actually he could make a pretty good one, I think. He had the long red curly hair. The only one better that I could think of off the top of my head would be William Defoe, but he played Green Goblin, so it's kind of hard to separate that, especially in being in a Spider-Man universe. Yeah. I think he'd play a great Joker. William Defoe? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's what uh, I was going to say. He'd be the best Joker, I yeah. think. Yeah. But now they're using him in, in Aquaman. In oh, that's he right. He guy. was in Aquaman. Yeah. Damn it. It's kind of awkward. It was, it was kind of awkward, like seeing him there. I'm like, I don't see you fitting this character. You know, you're, 
you were the Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. You can't be a good guy now. Like, I just, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. You're, you're set in my mind as this evil, wicked, sinister. Like, you play the perfect crazy man, and him playing that, I'm like, it just seems awkward. You know, it didn't fit the movie either. I didn't, I felt. Yeah. Especially when they tried to make him look young. I was like, you look weird. <laughs> you look way too weird without your wrinkles. <laughs> that was weird to see how they did that with uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Infinity War. When it went back in time and he's talking to his parents or whatever in the living room. And they, I was just oh, like, yeah. they, they, they're getting so movie. good at the CGI nowadays. You saw which one? Infinity War. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, only like, what, four years ago? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> years ago. <laughs> that was a great movie, though, too. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, Marvel has been knocking out of the park. DC is hit and miss, they got, I feel, with the movies. Yeah. Um, especially. I feel like the shows are better. Like, yeah. How, how can the shows beat the movies? I've not seen Arrow, but I've heard Arrow is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, but yeah, with the just Justice League, I was one that uh, I I was actually had very low expectations going into it, and it it rose above them. So I was pretty happy with, gotcha. with Justice League. Uh, where Suicide Squad was another like miss for me. Yeah, it just a lot of characters didn't fit. You know, joke. I hate Jared Leto. As Jared Leto is a joke. I thought I had high hopes for that too, because Jared Leto uh, he was an American Psycho with Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. You know, and like it's a great film, and I felt like he was gonna be able to play a good crazy guy and I just think he got they got they, the way they made him look too I think ruined it for so many people ahead of time yeah with the tattoos and the grill and all that trying to modernize his modernize uh, his look and make him look like punk rock it just to me it doesn't fit no he looked, he seemed like he was more fucking high on zannies than he was anything else like ah like it just didn't make yeah. sense it wasn't the joker and the teeth dude the teeth were weird like it just looked yeah. it looked more gross than like crazy like he couldn't talk right yeah yeah like you were doing meth and you're <laughs> got all jacked up like i mean he fit the reno scene for sure <laughs> the old school reno scene you see him I down don't... at shay's weekly <laughs> yeah really. uh but you know of course now going from the superheroes movies i know the video games obviously i do think dc had been killing it with the video games, especially Batman. Oh, yeah. I love it. Thank you for my pop figure, by the way. This you're, is, uh, you're welcome, man. Before the show, Brian gave me a uh, Batman Arkham Asylum pop figure. I'm going to hang this up on my amp for sure. Thank you, sir. Yeah, dude. I knew I knew you really enjoyed that game. And uh, I actually own stock in Funko, so you know, support the brand. Oh, help, yeah. Help me, help me get some more income. <laughs> for <in>. sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I felt like Arkham Knight was an amazing game. They've been, they've been killing it in the major platforms. Now, Marvel, they only have really Spider-Man. Yeah. That was a good game, though. It, it really was. Yeah. yeah. That was the whole reason I actually uh, I kept dropping hints to my wife before Christmas. She got me a PS4, and I was like, man, Spider-Man's coming out, but it's only for PS4. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Xbox. And I just kept dropping and then finally, like, she she got it for me, and she's like, and I was like, thanks. I, mean, I wasn't expecting it. She's like, Psh, whatever. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> like, you've been trying to get me to get it for you for all this time. I was like, I really was just trying to... As much as I, that was maybe in my in my game plan, it was more of I'm trying to drop hints to where when I decided to drop money on the PS4, she would be less mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> so you wasted all this money on what? <laughs> but uh, now E3 just happened, you know. So That's now right. we can include Levi in this conversation now. Back from the movies, we're, and uh, we're going to the video game stuff. And they just announced finally. Mar- they've been working on this game for a long time. Marvel's Avengers is coming out. Yeah. And did you guys see the trailer? Yeah, I yeah. watched it earlier. 
Did you like it? Like, it, what do you think of the trailer? It looks like it's going to be a good game. I've been fooled before. Bummed it's not mm-hmm. the cast from the movies with every, was, with everybody coming out in the video games nowadays. Keanu Reeves and Cameron Monaghan and Star Wars and um, you were saying earlier the, the guy Punisher. Yeah, Johnny Bernthal. Yeah. yeah. So like with all of that, you think they would have brought everybody over for like one video game that would have been cool like yeah especially the fact that they've been working on it for so many years so you would think that since they've had these guys in working on the movies they could have easily just let them voice act that as well well maybe they'll have suits or something that looks like the guys from the movie it'll suck when they talk and it's not them but at least it'll look like yeah yeah and, and the, I've heard I don't know the, the voice actors but I've heard they are pretty high profile voice actors you know in, in the whole I guess voice actor world I don't know what you call that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But they, they're supposed to be pretty big names. But I know, and then I guess the internet has been kind of tearing uh, them apart, making fun of them, like saying, uh, what was it, Thor's suit looks like headlights, has headlights <laughs> on it, and, and Captain America's suit doesn't fit well, and it doesn't even, it you doesn't. know, the faces don't match perfectly. But, and then, uh, where's Hawkeye in that trailer? <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> real. Just, like, you kill Black Widow in the movie, and then you don't bring Hawkeye in the, <laughs> it's a game. Like, it's because they like, couldn't find anybody that wanted to play him. They're like, all right, who, who wants to be Hawkeye? Not one hand. Maybe they could have got Tobey Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been doing much lately. Uh, but I am stoked. I think it look, the fact that it looks kind of like an open world, it, the only thing that's hard, it still didn't really show what the gameplay is going to be. Is it an open world? Is it you're doing a story mode, kind of like with Mortal Kombat, where uh, you're just going through the story and have to play each character to get to the end of the story? Mm. Uh, so I'm interested to see what's gonna what it's gonna be. Right. Yeah. And I like the fact that it takes place so many years like after the movies, and it's like uh, I, like the fact that it's an Avenger day, and then all this stuff happens, and now like they're seen as like the villains. Right. Right. You know? Like, heroes aren't as important anymore. <laughs> you know, so I thought that was kind of cool uh, concept. It's almost, it looked like movie-esque for, for a video game, which I feel like a lot of video games are going that direction. Video yeah. games that do that usually seem to be good. Days Gone seemed like it was going to be like that, but I... Yeah, um, so what, like, so you played that. I have not played it yet. Uh, Cody was actually graceful enough to bring it to me tonight to let me borrow it for a while and try it out. No problem, you know? man. So I appreciate that very much. I'm, I've been stoked. I've been interested in it in a while. I saw it was on sale. So that's why I started asking you about it, see if you, how you liked it, because I wanted to ask you your opinion before I decide to put money into it. Right. I'd say if you're going to put money into any game, buy Red Dead Redemption, the second one. It's so good. I still have not played either one. It's a fantastic I remember story. you used to always tell me when we worked together that to get the Red Dead, the original one. Yeah, that one. still never did. <laughs> and yeah. surprisingly, as good as the first one was, I think number two may be better. They're just it's it feels like an old western that you'd be watching with your dad or you know your grandpa and it just watch the whole story play out and I it the game hooked me like how Sons of Anarchy or Breaking Bad hooked me on a TV show and that never happens hell yeah I was like I couldn't stop playing because I wanted to know what's gonna happen next and I feel like when you get a story good enough that will hold people in and Days Gone is good it's a great story awesome graphics I just hate how it handles I'm picky on how the controls move around and stuff like that but and you just felt like that it basically wasn't sensitive enough to, con- to the controller right it's not a bad game it's just not for me gotcha for the most part hey, uh, you've been playing any new games Levi what's up you- I've been on uh, Madden a lot oh yeah, yeah. Oh, what system you got uh, I got Xbox bro get at me Mac right. Delicious 89 right. oh <laughs> you don't want to know oh bro uh, <laughs> I-, I talked about it on the episode of Tone I- I'm my games got paid for like three times fold by the dudes I've been playing with. So, oh, yeah. so we'll play, we'll, maybe we'll play a $5 game first. Yeah. 
So we match up and then we'll go from there. For sure. We gotta do another Start poker racking night. up your debt. What did you say? <laughs> we gotta do another poker night sometime. Oh, dude. I mean, I have not done a poker night in so long. Like, it's been years. I, I, I would love to play poker again. For sure. It's been a long time. Yeah, that was fun. I got the pool table here. We could just put the poker table right here. Oh, yeah? <laughs> we could. It'd be sweet. And uh, going from that, like, also E3, we were talking about earlier, uh, Keanu Reeves made a big announcement. He's in a game called Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Trailer for that looks pretty badass. You know, like, just the fact that he's in the game makes it that much cooler. Right. I was, right. I, right when I saw it come out, I was like, are they doing a Bill and Ted game? Oh, <laughs> damn. I would Excellent. buy that shit. It could be terrible. I'd still buy it. Yeah, yeah I mean, true. honestly, that's going to – so smart to uh, these guys to get these major actors to come into the games. Like, we also talked about Norman Reedus yeah. from Walking Dead. He's going to be uh, – and I say from Walking Dead, but for the old school guys, Boondock Saints. Oh, the Boondock Saints, dude. Do you ever uh, – speaking to – sorry for the tangent, but uh, do you guys ever see the movie Deuces? No. No. Check it out when you guys get home one of these days. Uh, I, I had forgotten about the movie. I remember I saw it when I was younger. It's it's James Franco, and he's a minor part. Uh, and then Norman Reedus plays the bad guy. It's kind of like uh, 1950s like gangster guys, you know, like greasers. Oh, okay. And Norman Reedus plays the main bad guy, and he uh, – I forget the, the other guy from Boondock Saints is is the good guy. Oh no! Like, shit. So they're like they're they're the guys going against each other, and uh, and then Frankie Muniz is in the movie. <laughs> what? Right? Okay. And then the biggest the the hugest icing on the cake when I was watching this movie and I'm seeing all these guys Matt Dillon like the cast was huge for but not for the time, mm. but it's huge nowadays when you think about it, all these names and then the, the name <laughs> that you would never expect uh, in this movie too Johnny Knoxville. Oh, no what? shit. Is one of the greasers in this movie, too. One of the bad guys. <laughs> okay. And I was like, right when I saw that, I was like, how did I forget about this damn movie? And I never knew Johnny Knoxville. Like, this is before Jackass. Oh, no shit? Yeah. Okay. So, or at least I'm pretty sure it was. Because he he was a minor, minor character. And I was like, dude, like, there's no way he'd be able to play that character after Jackass. Right. He's you know? <laughs> too big now. He was I don't like, even think his, I don't even know if he was in there listed as Johnny Knoxville. I have to go back and look at the credits. Is that? I wonder if that's his real name. It's not his real name. It's not his real name. Yeah, because he was actually like from like Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, so that's why he. There's an episode on Jackass where he came out uh, and he's getting smashed by those high school players, football players. Oh, and he was wearing Tennessee uh, orange, you know, uniform, the college uniform. So that's that's why he. That's a great. (laughs) (laughs) He taxes into all the produce. But, uh, like, as far as all these movies coming out, or games coming out with all these movie actors, like, I think it's really cool to see video games and that world combine, and it makes it that much cooler, like, for while you're playing it. You get to enjoy these guys that you you watch in real life, and now you can go try to kill them or right. fight with them or yeah. whatever. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if you guys heard about they're rebooting Mortal Kombat 11, too, the movie. Or not Mortal Kombat 11, but Mortal Kombat the movie. They're uh-huh. making another one. Oh, no shit. Which, the first one, they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Number two was a little, eh. Like, I felt like that one, went, Annihilation, that one dropped a lot. That was so... <laughs> <laughs> like, they tried, to, they tried to bring in too many characters at once, and they didn't have any character development in that movie. It was just kind of like, let's just throw this guy in there. Oh, he was in that game, too. Like, let's throw Rain in there. Let's throw- <laughs> right, yeah. Let's just... Everybody. Oh, Ermac. Here we yeah. go. Kick him in the uh, fire. Baraka looked kind of weird in it, you know. I watched an interview with the guy that played Baraka in that movie, and I guess that mask that he had on was like a $20 mask from a Halloween store, and all of the teeth were just uh, press-on nails, like for a witch costume, and they just glued them all to there. 
and it was a skin tight man. They had to like pour lube and water all over oh, his hat just to pull this thing over. And it, dude, how horrible! Yeah, they <laughs> they had to cut it off after, so it was like they had to be really delicate with the scenes and how they filmed, and then it was just over and, with. And with the games nowadays, their story modes are play out better than some movies I see in theaters. You know, like it's it's crazy <laughs> how that goes. Yeah, like uh, I. Uh, the story. I don't know if you guys played Mortal Kombat 11 story mode. Yeah, I no, no. It's it's awesome for sure. Like I I I think I mentioned it to Trent last week too that I'm still I, I don't play out often as I should or as I want to, <laughs> but I probably play more often than I should. But I can't beat Chronica right now. Did you did you play story mode? Yeah. You beat Chronica? Yeah. You dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, don't spoil who the character was because there's people that still want to play it that don't know who that last character that yet to be oh, to fight her. That was so cool. Right? I, like, at first I didn't know I felt, and then after I played it, I was like, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's awesome, but I was just like, dude. All right, after the show, I'm going to have to get your strategy on how you beat her because I'm trying so hard. I, I only tried like two days. But two days of, like, that's like two hours each day of trying to beat her, and I can't do it. She keeps stopping time on me, and I'm like, and then how it changes all of a sudden to a different, uh, you go from, you're finding her in one location, then it changes to another location. And it's a different dude. Like and, you gotta... and, you're, and her, I think, energy went back to, like, zero, or her damage goes back to zero. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is this, man? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, you cheated. Like, that's all I'm thinking. Like, you cheated. You fucking cheated. <laughs> You looked at my cards, you fucking cheat. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, don't play poker with Karnika, man. She'll wipe you clean. <laughs> uh, so, but what other, uh, were there any other games at E3 that you guys were stoked about or any announcements? I think Blair Witch looks cool. Oh, yeah. I forgot about to mention that one. Yeah, that, uh, it's funny, I talked about that last week, too, on the show, but uh, that was one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And the fact that they're coming out with this horror movie game is pretty badass yeah it almost looks are they doing it vr because the the scene it looked almost like you would be doing a vr which would be even more (laughs) more fucking terrifying because i saw it like you're running and it's just her hand the person's hands and you're looking around i'm like dude if you're vr with that like that's (laughs) just heart attack attack waiting to happen (laughs) like i'm definitely uh i'm looking forward to playing that and then uh i know you guys are so your ex your xbox yeah your ps4 yeah how you got how you feel about Project Scarlet coming out. I don't know. I don't Are know what you that is. Know what this? Uh, so no they idea. just announced Xbox, the, new, the next system, is going to be called Project Scarlet. I don't oh, know if that's really? going to be the official name once it comes out, uh-huh. but it's supposed to be dropping here in 2020, and the first game coming out with it is Halo Infinite. Oh, oh. nice. That's cool. Like, great, great way to open up the new system yeah, with Halo, like the, the biggest like legend in the system. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you watch the trailer for Halo Infinite? No. Check that out after this because it yeah it's it uh it looks like they're way in the future and like they they like wake up Master Chief oh like, shit. he's been like frozen or something and Damn. he wakes up and the guys that are like no we need to we need to run he just looks at the dude like no we need to fight <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's the end of the trailer I was like yeah that's pretty savage I was never a Halo guy much but my wife you know especially with the military background. I think maybe Halo might be the reason she got into the military because she loves Halo. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I didn't, uh, PS4 didn't even go to, uh, to the E3. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they didn't have anything. They didn't want to announce about the PS5, but there's been rumors come out about the PS5. There have been a few things they've been announced about it, but nothing really since so all they've really announced is that it'll be, Forever, it'll be the last console because 
it, it'll be like a computer when like Windows 10 comes out you won't have to go get a new computer you can just get the new program and in, install it so it'll as the systems get better and new technology comes out the PS5 will be able to just download you know the PS6 uh, and the so you won't have to actually go buy a console anymore oh wow and then it's also going to be backwards compatible all the way to the PS1 so like the classic so San Andreas are they talking they're still going to how would you if they don't download a new console or you don't have a new console, how would you play the old games unless you download them? Like, are you, gonna, you can't play your old disc, right? No, like, it's going to be able to read discs all the way back to the PS1. So that's cool. Yeah. Damn. So, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, uh, all the classics are going to be back. I, did you see the remake in Destroy All Humans? Were you into that oh, at all? The little alien? I remember, so I remember it, but I, never, I didn't even know that they were... I never played the original, but I've heard of it. But I didn't know they were coming out with the new one either. The original was so good. It's actually really? a remake yeah. of the original. Oh, they're just re- oh, remastering okay. it. Kind of like how they're doing with Final Fantasy and I think also Link. Uh, what you call it? What's that? Link. Uh, what is Link in? Gosh dang it. Link the, in. Not Link in. Oh. <laughs> not, 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 not the former president. Uh, the, the, the hero Link from Nintendo. Oh, game Zelda? Zelda, thank you. No problem. It's funny, most everybody can't say Link. They always call him Zelda, but I can't think of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, all right, so we're going to get – sorry to be unprofessional here. I, of course, had a couple of beers flowing through me. I'm going to take a bathroom break. Sure. We're going to get back to you, and uh, we're going to play some of these – some old-school resistance for you guys oh, shit. while we take this break. So I hope you guys enjoy. Rock out with your cock out.
I hope you guys enjoyed that track from the former band Resistance. That song, that track was called Comfortably Southern, one of my favorite tracks. And uh, I think you had some funny, interesting facts about that. What's super funny about that song is when that was probably the first song that we ever wrote together as a full band when we after we had the name Resistance. And we all kind of grew up in between country and rock and roll. We do live in Reno, Nevada. There's every walk of life here. But we always thought it was so funny with these these kids that are just blatantly stupid that the yeah. South will rise again. We're like, dude, you were born here in Renown Hospital. You don't know what you're talking about. So we, <laughs> we wrote that song as kind of like making fun of those people, and the whole thing is just a big, like, if you're trying to show off because you're country, you're not country. Yeah. You're <laughs> so we even went as far as bringing out the rebel flag on stage and shit just for that shock value and it was super funny to watch people either get offended or be way into it and the people that were way into it were the exact thing that the song was about about. (laughs) it was super funny (laughs) yeah uh, like so with that too like what was what's your opinion because i know like you had the rebel flag on your truck at one point too i don't know if you still do no i don't yeah uh what what's your opinion with that with, with the, the rebel flag, flag nowadays, I mean, depending on it. The reason I had it on my truck was again for that shock value, just because like one thing about me is I like to push buttons, even if I don't believe in it. I just I will fuck with you to the ultimate. Um, but I mean, it all depends. If that's really your hate, your heritage, and that's you know you believe in that, and that's how you want to. Re- I know it was a state flag. I don't know what state it is. I'm that uneducated, but it was part of that flag. And like, if that's really like, you shouldn't have to wipe that from history. But I 100% agree. That if you are using that flag to promote hate or discrimination against any other kind of person, you deserve to have your fucking teeth kicked in. And that's 100%. If you're flying that flag in a wrong way and you're, you're meaning to hurt people, I'll hurt you. Yeah, I think people, it's hard for them to separate the fact that it, some people are doing it for the Southern pride, like the people in the South, right. and as opposed to what it might have stood for, trying to fight for. I think, I think the Civil War is also looked at wrongly by a lot of people in history it's like that the south was only fighting for to keep slavery right no that that wasn't what it was about though it probably played a major a big part right it was a big issue in the day but it wasn't the only issue that's not it wasn't anything to go over war about it was everything yeah they i think they were fighting for their own independence too to not have to conform to the i you know i i feel like some of those guys back in that day they left england to, to not have to conform, and now now the union was trying to make them conform to them, and it's like, wait a minute, no, that's the whole reason we left, guys. That's not, and I'm not supporting either side, right? Even no. though union I, one, I I support no slavery, always. But, <laughs> slavery but is get that clear. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's just it's the fact that for some people it is a sense of pride in their community, right? Yeah, it's, and it's but it now nowadays I feel the opinion has changed so much nationwide that yeah if you are flying it still it's it's hard to fight for you mm-hmm. you know fight right. for that uh because you are co- you are going to bring out so much hatred from everybody else yeah when, when we when the only representation of those kind of people that we see are you know the dickhead waving around downtown with a big fucking swastika tattooed on his chest and he, you know people are going to associate that with something so i, I don't I, I see how people associate that with bad but those of people that are out there that are really like, this is our culture, this is our history, don't kill our history, that's cool. But if it comes to discrimination, slavery, hatred, you can go fuck yourself, the bottom line. And 
speaking as a guy that's known you guys for a long time, you guys look a little menacing sometimes, especially on stage and stuff. You guys can look like some hard asses. You guys are two of the biggest sweethearts I know. You know? Thanks, bro. <laughs> like if somebody actually got to sit down and know you guys, they would know if whatever they thought of you by what you might have had on stage, you are nothing like what you were projecting. Right. You know, even, even like obviously you're trying to you're trying to promote something on stage and be a little bit outside of your personal self to like you also have to have balls to go on stage and so you have to project yourself a little harder and uh you know to, to see that like i knew you guys only as off stage and then to see you guys on stage was totally different right. like, whole you new guys beast. Were, yeah t- and i look at it as somebody going on the football field exactly yeah. you know you are you are entering a different zone you're not the same person you are on the field as you are on yeah, stage you, totally. you're projecting yourself to a different point you have to get into a different mindset you know flip the switch yep it's like as soon as all the lights go out in the venue and the our intro comes in, it's just instant. You're in. You're there. You're focusing on how Tunnel hard, vision. how crazy. You're trying to put on the best show you've ever had in your life every time you're stepping on that stage. That's how I do every time I step on this mic right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like honestly, uh, I, I mean, I have a lot of family in the South, and they're not, they're not like big proponents of the Confederate flag. But I, I do know I, I climbed um, in in Georgia the the rock the Stone Mountain, I climbed to the top of that, and I'm proud of that. Like that, that was a cool moment, Fuck and yeah. it's such a beautiful art piece that they blasted into this rock, and that's part of their history, and the fact that I don't know if they blasted it away yet, but I know they've been talking about it, mm-hmm. blasting away the the side of Stone Mountain. I think that's that'd be a travesty. Yeah, I really do. Totally. Like, that's taking away Rushmore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's somebody put so much time and effort into that, and even though that person might be seen not in the best viewpoint, it still was huge to that time and that era, and it's like that's a piece of history, big time. Go carve a rock, and then tell me you want to tear it down. Like how long that yeah, dude right. took yeah, and, uh, to make do a spaces. whole freaking mountain? Yeah, like dude, like think about the you just basically spit on that dude's grave that did it, right? You know, and, and he might have had nothing to do with he might not have ever had a slave or anything like that. He just, he had family or something that was that fought for this dude. Right. You know, and he, he idolized this guy who, who, you know, if you're a general or something, you definitely, you are fighting for more than yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I, uh, I admired, I was, I was so stoked to climb that, you know, to say I climbed, I had a, I had like a little certificate, like I climbed stone mountain oh, that's <laughs> and cool. stuff. And I, I was a little kid. Yeah. I was probably like, 12 it's still badass but yeah and like to know that wow like that might never happen for another kid like they might not get to see that art like i look i look at it as art and history mixed together right and and to know that that might be taken away for some people that that sucks yeah mm-hmm. totally for sure it's part of history you know it's part of what has made us get to this point and i still don't think we have it perfect to think uh, the history we still trip over ourselves a lot um History repeats itself sometimes too. And and what's weird is that people want it to go back to how it used to be, and it's like we move forward for a reason. Like yeah. we're evolving for a reason. You got to be open to new ideas. Just because it worked back then doesn't mean it's going to work now. That the world evolves, we need to evolve with it. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. It's the only way that America is going to make it back to being the superpower and the guy that you know you call when you you need help. Nobody wants to talk to us right now. In fact, we're a joke. You know yeah. the rest of the world's laughing at us right now. We got a reality TV star. Yeah. Multi-millionaire, billionaire, 
with the worst hairdo in history <laughs> as our president. And you know, no hatred to to the man, but I do I do think it's funny that that's who we chose as our president. For sure, I didn't I didn't see that coming, and uh, you know, I I don't want him to fail. I don't want him to do dumb things. Um, however, it is our duty as citizens of this country to make sure that the person that we elected is doing the job we want. And the problem that I see reoccurring amongst all these people is they're just so, so stuck up in the right side and the left side. Yeah, whatever side they're on. And it doesn't matter what's actually happening. And most people I talk to are actually more independent than they are Democrat or Republican. I mean, most people have a, an in-between somewhere, but they choose a party and it's like, you know, it's your team. That's yeah. where the division a... comes between citizens. And yeah, I feel like we're more divided nowadays than we have been in oh, decades. Yeah. Forever. Since not, like 9-11 brought everybody together, and it, yeah. not until now has everybody really been ripped apart. Yeah. Maybe a little bit with Obama. But but definitely that... uh, lines, people saw lines that were able to be crossed now that weren't before, mm-hmm. and they decided, you know, the, the there's a lot of bigotry and, and stuff, ignorance coming out that, people were more quiet about back in the day right uh, they feel totally fine with nowadays because they feel it's part of the norm mm-hmm. whether and it it's from the left and the right for sure like I, there is so much ignorance on either side that you know it's it's crazy to, to like either of them it's so sad that a lot of them have been too busy being a democrat or republican for so long that they quit being decent a long time ago and they, they don't get human civil like how how you act towards another person like how is your first thought when you meet a person is like, who'd this guy vote for? Yeah. We oh, need to yeah. quit being Democrats and Republicans and just be Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, uh, true words couldn't be spoken. I mean, it's it's sad to see. And I've, I've seen friendships ended because of uh, who people voted for. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I could, I, the only reason I kind of get it, too, is if you feel like it's when they post stuff about why they voted for it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, okay, so whoa, like... This is how you really felt. Now I I don't see you in the same light. It's like some I get it some to some point, but it's sad to see. Right. Uh-huh. It totally it's sad is. to see that relationships can be ended, families can be broken apart. It's it is like it's not as dramatic as the Civil War. You know, that's, I'm not trying to bring it to that, but right. but I've seen families divided now. Totally. And people cut themselves off from family and close friends because they don't look at things the same as them. Totally. And it's it's horrible. It's it's just. You know, it's it's sad to, like you said, see things regress. Yeah, like we're, we're literally walking backwards at this point just because we can't get over their wrong or their wrong. It's, you know, obviously we're all wrong. The government has way too much power. We give it, And we gave it to them. We gave up all of our, our security or our freedom for security after 9-11, and now we're really paying for it. They're listening to all of our phones, I'm sure, right now. Yeah. Hey, Trump. I mean, everybody's uh, listening to this podcast, of course. Like <laughs> you're all trying to get in line, like the idiot. <laughs> and uh, you know, so sorry to get too much into politics, guys. But right. we uh, let's go. Let's take a step back. Let's bring something that brings people together. Yeah, uh, the peace pipe. Yeah, marijuana. Ooh. Now I I don't partake anymore, uh, but. My friend here, Cody, is in the in- was in the industry recently. Uh, he worked for what was the name of the company? Uh, Silver State Trading. Uh, and what what exactly like? Because I know there's Silver State Relief. So what is Silver State Trading? So Silver State Trading is, um, I, I would say, so if Silver State Relief 
is the 7-Eleven. Silver State Trading was the Coca-Cola inside. Um, we came up with several different products that we sold to dispensaries across uh, all of Nevada and Vegas and up here, even out in Yerington at Pisha Numa. I love those guys. Pisha Numa? Pisha Numa. It's a tribal dispensary. Oh, wow. It's super cool. Um, and uh, so we would make these different products and send it out to everybody else. So we, we ranged from everything from just the normal flour to oil and cartridges, dabs. Um, it started to get really good there at the end before my time ended uh, with them. I decided to go a different way. But the coolest thing that I learned from the cannabis industry was really seeing this opiate crisis that we're in the midst of slowly being remedied, seeing these people coming in, getting off heroin and talking to me personally while I'm in doing a pop of whatever and saying, hey, I'll be honest with you, I've been addicted to this. I'm trying to get off of it. Weed seems to be the only thing that helps. And I'm like, man, stay on it. If that's what you need, this at least won't kill you. If it, if it scratches that itch, do it until that itch is gone. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, you're just going to raid a fridge. You're not going <laughs> to yeah, yeah. not wake up. Yeah, yeah. You'll be up the next day. And, yeah. Well rested, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> after awesome dreams. Um, but it's it really opened my eyes to what this could be and, and all the taxes that we get from and being able to dump it back into our community until it goes federally legal and then we can the country can profit off of this um, and we can start to dig ourselves out of this debt since Orange Man isn't doing anything. Um Especially with, uh, I'm I'm worried about the tariffs coming out, but that's another that's a, for another episode. <laughs> we left we left <laughs> politics in the back. I'll just yep. keep it there. Um, at, at the end, of the, I, I really valued my time that I spent in the cannabis industry, and I look forward to getting back into it. It's just where am I going to land next? Um, it's all about the values for me too. It's is I want to find the people that think the same way that I am right now. If you know, this is at the end of the day, it's medicine. We're not trying to get it to get high, though it does happen. Yeah, recreation is still going to be part of the game. Still going to be part of the game, but I mean, with everybody, what the crazy percentage that it is that most Americans are hooked on some sort of pill or something that their doctor prescribed to them that's literally ruining their intestines and it's just not healthy for them and it all can be solved with something that grows from the ground. I mean, how are we not just jumping on it, you know? Yeah, Uh, I I admire too that you value keeping your values ahead of making a buck, you know, or, and like you want to work somewhere where your career is tied into your standards. Yes, for sure. And I, I kind of found that at SST for a while there, we had a product called Trokey and I probably, hopefully I don't have to, I'm hopefully I'm cool to talk about all this, but it, it yeah, is the course. only, uh, it was the first patented CBD product in the entire U S and what it is, it's kind of like how chew works, but it's just a little like candy lozenge that you put in your top lip in between your cheek and gum, and it would dissolve, and the effects would take about 15 minutes to hit you, regardless if it was CBD or the THC. But the formula itself was patented, and just to be a part of something like like the world recognized, you know, yeah, or the U.S. recognized that it. shit's fucking magic. Yeah, I, I was stoked to be a part of that for a time, but. Who knows so how long. I've been interested in the CBD world, especially now, like, staying away from the THC mm-hmm. world. Uh, so I've, I've, I know about it, but I've never actually, I don't think I've tried anything CBD only. So I'm, I'd definitely be interested one day to, to try it out and see what it, what the benefits are actually from that. It's, it's magic, man. It's, um, 
I've done it. For, I've used it for all kinds of stuff. I don't even use aspirin anymore. Like for CBD, getting rid of headaches. I've never had anything take away a headache quicker than CBD will. Do they make like cream, like a kind of like a what, like icy hot type stuff? Where it's like they do for pain remedies. Yeah, they even um, the same company I'm talking about, Troki, just came out with a bunch of like salve rubs that are icy hot or icy or just hot, uh, and you rub it on the effect. You can use it after you work out. You know, you're sore. You can rub it on your muscles. It'll help you heal. Um, you gotta get these gains, man. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, if you're, if you're sick and you have the flu and you're throwing up, um, taking one of the trochies, the lozenges in your mouth will actually bring you down on the nausea factor and make you, set you more back at zero. It's, it's really interesting when you see how CBD and then just, I'm, I'm so happy that they just made it federally legal because CBD, you, right? Yeah. yeah. If you can prove it on paper and in person that it works, why should it not be for everybody to use? And I, for me, like, like the joke aside from the gains, my, I mean, my knees, I definitely know my left knee is a little, it's grinding more than it used to back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've been thinking of, I've been, I've used a tiger balm, you know, icy hot tiger yep. balm is kind of my go-to right now with a knee, like a compression sleeve mm-hmm. for my knee. And I, I've been looking at different options. So I would definitely be interested in trying that something in the CBD world to, to at least see what it does for me. They even, uh, I would recommend for your knee, um, I would go and ask for a trochee patch. They actually make patches that go on your body and you can wear it all day and it's just constantly giving your body what it needs to stay. So like say I throw a compression sleeve over it, just yeah. put that on there and, and that's... Yeah, you can just leave it on all day until you want to peel it off or you get the shower or whatever. Um, one of the my ex-co-workers I worked with at Silver State Trading, she had a story uh, where she used to go out and surf a lot by herself and one day she's putting this big surfboard on her car and it like came down and cracked her right in her shin and and immediately started to leave a super big bruise and it it hurt like to walk on and she had one of those trochee patches and she put it on and just from the drive back from tahoe to where she was living at the time or uh maybe maybe it wasn't tahoe i'm just using tahoe as a reference It, it was gone completely like shrank it's just a mark like it it still hurt it was tender but it wasn't evading the skin and it wasn't as such a an issue as so it was lower the time. inflammation yeah damn that's 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 actually pretty cool to hear i'm 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 definitely i'm down to try it soon you know uh, for work especially yeah. You know, yeah that's when i feel it most i have a really bad back and i was in a couple car crashes a few years ago and shit and i just took one like a vial you take the little plunger the sucker thing and just one drop in my mouth do, Couldn't now, even tell. do you put it under your tongue or do you do it like yeah under okay. your tongue yeah Damn it. it's just night and day difference all right well you guys have convinced me i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try some cbd give it a shot and see what it does for the body i mean yeah, it's worth it especially the fact that it's it's healthy it's natural it's legal yeah you know i don't have to worry about and federally for legal a drug that, test at work you know, you know right. yeah people in the military can use cbd now like that's it's a big step and I know, like, so I've, I've heard of people doing dirty, uh, coming up dirty for doing CBD before, but it's maybe you're getting it from probably not the, the main market. Right. Yeah. It's, um, most of the time like, I've had products that are, they're like, this is CBD. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm getting stoned off of it, but <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. And, and that's one thing too. I think people, sometimes they, they go to CBD thinking, okay, there's a legal way for me to get high. Right. Like, no, that's not no. what you're doing this for. Yeah, it's absolutely no high attached to CBD whatsoever. 
it completely is you are. As much as a bummer as that is to some people, if you're using it for the medicinal effects of it, then that's what you should be going for, not yeah. not the the recreational. And what's <laughs> super super cool about CBD that I also learned in the industry is, um, like, it, people say, well, if CBD does all this, why don't we just have CBD legal and illegalize THC? The cool thing is that when you add THC to CBD, even the smallest amount, like to where you're not going to feel it, but it's still present, it will make that CBD act as if it's on steroids. So kids uh, that are going through chemo, um, all kinds of stuff, people with Parkinson's that have, you know, that don't want that high, they still need to function. You know, you don't want to get a kid stoned, but of course. But that CBD on its own won't do it all the way. You can add just these small amounts of THC and it makes that CBD act just over time. And it's just constantly pumping, and that's why that's why it's important to have that too. It's, it's crazy to think, you know, just from a plant, just from a current, plant. Yeah, it's the same plant. You know, how, you that can't we, be afraid of a plant. Sail to America yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wrote our constitution on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I did. I did projects on it in high school. Uh, now, uh, now going from the marijuana world to the metal world. Not now. I know you guys not were music heavy metal, metal band, but. Uh, this guy right here, Levi, Mr. Quiet, lately. <laughs> not not usually. If you guys know him, believe me, he is not the most quiet guy. But tonight, we've we've avoided some subjects that you were into. Tonight, though, I want to ask you as well about uh, you're in welding. So what's yeah. what's the heavy metal world out there like? It's it's good. It's booming right now. I'm thinking about. I've been. I think I'm gonna join the union here soon. Yeah, I heard that's choice. the way to go. I've, so. I've heard the same. Yeah, I mean it's fun. I I can't imagine sitting at a desk for eight so, hours a day. Yeah, that would drive me fucking nuts. And uh, like I have friends in the pipe fitters union. And, that's and what I want to do. Yeah, I definitely. Oh, pipe fitting. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, that's man. Uh, I'll, let's talk after the show. I got some people that you can talk to for oh, sure yeah, that yeah, they for sure. they've been into it for a while, like years now. And uh, yeah, they swear by it, and yeah. I, I've seen what it's done for not only them. But them taking care of their families. Oh yeah, you know the union has definitely helped them out a lot, and uh, yeah, I would I support that decision all for I, yeah. you for sure. All I heard was the money. I was like, all right, I'm sign me up. It's not just the money. It's it's the, when the jobs are slow and the fact yeah. that they're still taking care of you. Yeah, and the benefits are like the best you can get. Yeah, yeah, dude, I I totally commend that decision for yeah. you for sure. I'm, yeah, the only thing is they hire twice a year, and I already missed the first hiring, so I just gotta wait for the next one. Yeah, but yeah, I'm jumping all over that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm rooting for you there, man. For <laughs> yeah, sure. thanks. Uh, so, like, uh, are you working here in town still with it? Yeah, I'm at uh, Precision Metals right now. It's on Greg, kind of by Baldini's. Okay. Yeah, we do a lot of like, we have some contracts with like Tesla and IGT and um, Konami. Gaming do you work with any of the dudes in the union? No. Okay. No. Like, so you never worked on it's any, a, any it's projects? It's a mom and pop shop. Nice. Okay. But we have some big ass contracts. Like a couple months ago, we were building cages for the back of cop cars. Oh, that's, that's pretty savage, savage dude. Yeah, that's super sick. That's heavy metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like today, I was doing some like uh, Lake Tahoe cutouts for tow hitches. Covers. Like cutting out the shape of Lake Tahoe. Yeah, and then welding a um, square tube on the back so you put it in your the back of your car in your tow hitch. Tahoe Hitch Company, if you want to get those. Oh, yeah. Support support the dude, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, but other than that, yeah. I mean, I went to school for it for a year. And then 
Been doing it ever since. Good for you, man. Yeah. It pays the bills. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm glad to hear you doing something like that. It's it's kind of cool, too, to, especially like so you're cutting out the shape of Lake Tahoe. You're adding yeah. a little bit of art into such an industrial world. Yeah. And we do Nevadas, too. Like, the cut out of Nevada. Damn. Yeah. Tell them to do one a pyramid. They double. <laughs> I mean, what, man, what's the shape of pyramid? A turd. A fish. <laughs> a fish. <laughs> a fish is what it you is. You built the fish. <laughs> it could be dick shape. I'd still fish out of it. Like, <sighs> do you do the little cutout of the pyramid? In the, you know, like, cut, like burn it out? <laughs> or or try to weld some metal? Yeah. <laughs> poke out a little bit. Like, hey, this is not, like, the safest thing. No, it's, it, it's pyramid, bro. It's pyramid. <laughs> you have to put the pyramid in the lake. I know you guys uh, were heavy on pyramid, right? Like you guys spent a lot of time out there. Yeah, love fishing pyramid, man. Uh, that was one thing I wanted. Uh, I was glad you brought up pyramid because so I've never I've been fishing once in my life. Only once. Yep. And that's a crime. I don't consider it real fishing. And I, if you listen to episode one, my dad's dad, my grandpa, never took my dad fishing. One thing my dad has reminded me of my whole life. So, because of that, my dad never took me fishing. He's like, well, my dad never took me fishing. I ain't taking you fishing. That's you know, he's, he's, He wants to continue the cycle. Now, to me, I'm, I'm on some, that's some BS to me. I'm going to take Kobe fishing one day, but I also, Absolutely. I want to know what the hell I'm doing right. before I do it. So, yeah. I'm hoping this summer with you guys, I would love to uh, go fishing with you guys. Absolutely, these days And learn some stuff. And, and when, when I said that my first time fishing was not real fishing, uh, you know that little... Little uh, pond by El Rancho's uh, flea market. Oh, oh god, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. That's my first time fishing. I caught a fish though. Hey, there's trout in that lake or that that little pond, man. Yeah, whatever you want to call it, it's not real water. It's like, it's, like it's it's a smaller version of the marina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the marina, man. We had one night. We pulled 14 fish out of the marina. That was a good night. That was a really we good didn't eat one fish. Oh, I was about to ask, did you eat them? No. no okay. I, so I was curious, like, what would that taste like? Especially like, not out of the marina, that fucking nasty-ass place. That was the plan, is we were going to eat all those fish until we got home to my house, and my parents were like, you're going to eat that shit out of the marina? And I was like, oh, yeah, good point. But at that point, <laughs> all the fish were dead. And so it was just, so you just wasted it. Wasted it, man. And but you, you just killed 14 fish families. They, they all died, anyways. Maybe some of them were part of the same family. You might have got they lucky. had that Maybe huge like thing 12. at the marina where the, all the fish died, anyways. Oh, yeah. So yeah. We, were just, we were just speeding up the process. I know. We went on a field trip there in like the last day of eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was like, nobody wanted to go in the water. <laughs> Nasty, dude. <laughs> yeah. Especially like in the swimming area, the, how they have the buoys and shit. And you go to hang on to the buoys out in the deeper part, and they're just covered in bird shit. Yeah. Oh. Like, it's so fucking foul when See, you get I, out I there. I guess that's why I didn't go out in the water. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking raunchy. Gnarly. Yeah, uh, so that's my that's my only request to you guys. I would love to. Dude, we will yeah. definitely two days that I know yeah. well, personally st- that fish a lot, and I, I've seen you guys post before where you've caught some good fish out in Pyramid and stuff. Yeah. I would... I would enjoy learning the fish from two guys that I respect on in the game. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, no problem. See, Pyramid's closed right now, but it opens up October 1st and we'll go again. But that's the, How much is the fishing license? For a year, I think they just raised it again. I think it's like 90 bucks. Okay, so what? what's for like a day? 15 So, I mean, it's still kind of worth it if you get the year and you go out enough as like we do. Uh, but you know, for you, I'd yeah, say, I, do a day a couple times. But who knows? You could, What if you totally is like there it? is there a lower thing? Like, is there more than a day but less than a year? 
Oh yeah, like you can buy several days, like, but you can't like. It's not like a six month. Pass. They don't. But they, do they give you like a deal combining some days? Like, say you do like a month. I don't know if they do or not. Oh, to be totally honest, probably not. I mean, yeah, no. Not to sound the government as yeah. we were talking about hatred. I don't want to sound hatred, but you know, the uh, the, the Native Americans out there, they love their they don't money. Fuck around. They. Oh. If you get, I, I never fished in pyramid, but I partied in pyramid. So believe me, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> if you get caught fishing at a pyramid with a hook that has a barb, like they can take not only all of your fishing gear, they can take you to jail. They can keep your car that you came in. And somehow it's all totally like there's no way you're getting any of it back. Even like yeah, they don't fuck around out there. You went down to the dealership and you put down money on a new car after like and you go out to Pyramid the next day and they decide to keep your car. Like you're never gonna get that car back. And you know, so like I, I brought up that I've never been fishing fishing. I but I've also talked about a couple of episodes ago where I, I've been abalone diving. You know, yeah. so it's oh. kind of funny that so many people in this world have never been abalone diving but have been fishing and it's like but I've been abalone diving, but I've never been fishing. So I'm like, I'm kind of one of those weird percentage of the people in the in the world that, and I did something that now is actually illegal in California. Completely. What's that? Abalone diving is totally Are not. You it's prohibited. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's because they're now they're right now at least in California endangered. Oh, okay. So they're they're trying to bring the population back. Uh, what a what I used. To, well, my my grandpa would refer to them as the Japs, <laughs> where there's a lot of Japanese poachers, like Japanese guys, um, and I and not I have nothing against Japanese guys, but uh, I even in my few times that I went either with my family while they were diving or went diving with my family, it was a lot of Japanese gentlemen or Asian gentlemen crawling along the rocks along the shoreline in the low tide, picking up little little ones barnacles um and abalone picking them right off the rock that's called poaching oh. because they're too young you have to be eight inches in diameter to to actually fish for them gotcha and they would pick them off the rock and these dudes are crazy all right because they would like barnacles and stuff dude like they're sucking them straight out the shell right there like that's some raw ass sushi Whoa. but uh <laughs> or fresh ass sushi but yeah. it's barnacles and stuff like i don't i, I mean i'm not a fan of that and they even go for a Again, this is something my grandfather referred to them to as Jap apps. Jap apps are like, uh, I don't even know the actual, I don't know the the scientific or real name for them, but they're like abalones without a shell. They're a mollusk without a shell. And they're very like, uh, the outside of their body is kind of very stale feeling, like uh, crusty. Okay. It's not a shell, but it's also very firm and hard. And it's almost like I would... I would think about it as going from like you've had sushi before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you've had a nagi. Yeah. Nagi is a f- very like it's freshwater eel. It's very My sweet favorite, tasting. Probably. Yeah. It's tender. Oh, I love it. Then you had a nago. I don't know if you ever had a nago or tried it. Mm-hmm. Nago yeah. is saltwater eel. Yeah. It is gnarly. It is nothing like if you had tried a nagi and tried a nago, you wouldn't know they were the similar creature right. at all. Uh, it's firm. It's salty. It's all these different things that do not sound appealing, and that's what the Jap apps were compared to abalone. Okay. Abalone is a very tender meat, uh, and Jap apps were the. I'm sorry for saying such a derogatory <laughs> term every time, but it's just, that's that's what I was taught. But uh, yeah, it was it was weird to watch the, this happen, and and I, I think that's a big part of why it's now prohibited. Right. Then. Well, that's and, cool. They're kind of trying to preserve. Exactly. It, you know? it sucks for the people that were doing it right. You yeah. Know, like I remember, 
the first time I ever went diving, which I only caught one, uh, was there was three three abalones allowed per day, per person. Okay. The next time I went, I didn't <laughs> catch one, and there was only one abalone abalone allowed per day. And uh, after that one, I didn't go recently, but I have family that still lives out there, and they made it so you couldn't even go low tide anymore. What? Like, and it, what's crazy about that is because. You have to snorkel to catch abalone. You can't scuba dive. You right. can't, you know, the only way to do it is with a snorkel. And so when you take away low tide, it's like, damn, you're already diving 10 feet with low tide for, for some good ones. So <laughs> you do it, you do it, you know, regular tide. And you're also low tide. You get to stay in the kelp beds a little more. Once you go high tide, it's like those kelp beds aren't necessarily helping you anymore to stay yeah. away from sharks. So <laughs> that's, yeah, you got more balls than I do. Yeah. I, I don't fuck with the ocean. Uh, see, I, whatsoever. I, I I love being in the ocean. Um, real quick tangent too. Also, I just went to Hawaii recently. Sorry, I'm not trying to throw my white privilege out here. <laughs> 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 but I, I just it was the first time, and I went snorkeling. And uh, you know, I'm a, so nobody else that I was with was willing to go snorkel. But I went out there uh, by myself. And, I, and my wife, she bought a brand new phone and she got a little case for it that was waterproof and she let me take some videos while I was doing it. I'll post something on, on the page for you guys. But uh, this one video I thought I had, I actually came up on a puffer fish. Oh. And I was stoked on it. He, I was, he, he didn't get scared enough to puff. But I'm chasing him, bro. And I'm, I'm, I got the phone right behind him. And I'm just chasing behind him. And we go around a rock. And then he goes into this group of other fish that, like, one looked like uh, – I did get video of this fish later on because this video didn't happen because I didn't hit record. Oh. But uh, – <laughs> and I was so stoked on it. But uh, I got – this other fish looked like the – in Finding Nemo, the one that's in the tank, Scar. Oh, okay. Uh, that was from the ocean. It was that fish, you know, that he came – The he white came, with the yellow tail. Yeah, and the little stripes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, almost looks like a white tiger. You know, like Kinda a bengal tiger or white bengal. With some yellow in it. Totally. And, uh, but I came, you know, I'm following this guy and I'm just chasing. I'm like, oh my God, this is such a great scene, you know, to record. And I come around the rock and then there's all these other fish. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. This is going to be a great <laughs> video. And then I pop out of the water finally, like, you know, because I got to breathe again. <laughs> and uh, I pop out and I'm like, let me watch, let me see. And I look at it and I'm like, no, I wasn't even freaking recording. Never mind. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And like, like, so I did get video of that one fish, but I never saw the puffer again with the video and I got some fun videos uh I also got video of me I don't know if I I'll show this one but I got smashed against the rock a little bit and I you know there's ur- those sea urchins where they got the, s- the spines on oh them and stuff. yeah yeah and they're all in the holes in the rocks and I kind of as the waves kind of crashing me against the rock I'm trying to grab it to not get smashed and I grab and pierce my finger with some eat sea urchins I'm like I'm really hoping you're not fit in this oh you know, and luckily nothing Nothing came from it. I'm alive. I'm here. Right. So obviously it wasn't. At least if it was venomous, it wasn't too venomous. Right. <laughs> yeah, it must have hurt though. It. Oh yeah. It, it was not friendly at all. It was not. <laughs> they weren't the nicest creatures to you. But also you're. They're just chilling. <laughs> you know, like you're messing with them if you get poked. Like, like dude, this is my spot. And uh, then we went to another spot, and there was these weird. I never. I. I. Ne- I didn't Google them. I don't know what I saw exactly. Maybe I saw. Maybe it was just an illusion. But uh, it was these almost eel-looking like creatures that were silvery, like almost transparent, and they were like tape-looking. Oh. They kind of they kind of huh. glimmered, 
And I was like, damn, there were like two or three of them. I was like, you look really freaking cool, but I don't know what the hell you are, so I'm going to stay back from you, and I'm just going to avoid you. And I, like, I saw you, and I didn't have my wife's phone at the time, so I, I didn't record anything. She took it back. Smartly enough, was not letting me go out every time I went snorkeling with the phone because I probably not would have come not come back with it one time. Right. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, she. Uh, I saw these crazy looking sparkly things, and I was like, oh, that's really freaking cool. But uh, yeah, again, I, I think I was wise to stay away from them, not knowing like they almost looked eelish. The the body type, you know, like it looked like an eel, but it was thinner, and it was. It literally almost looked transparent, but it had a glimmer hmm. to it, and so like a water snake kind of. No, see, I've seen not, water snakes before. Not even a water and, snake. No, like and and water snakes aren't transparent. No, looking. Yeah, that's good. And I, and not that that it's not a guarantee that this was transparent, but this looked somewhat transparent. It definitely had like a shine to it that I've never seen on a snake. Gotcha. There's never been like I've seen. Obviously, there's some shiny snakes, but nothing that like. Like when the sun hit it, it literally looked like rainbowish. Oh no oh. shit! Yeah, the glimmer That's like, cool. and it was a trip, dude. I've never, I don't know what it was, but if you know, if you know what it was, man, my my IG page is the enlightened idiot. So let us know. <laughs> let me know, please. I, I'm very curious. I'm I wasn't curious curious enough to Google it, unfortunately, but I'm curious enough for you to let me know. Yes. <laughs> All right. So going getting back to you guys, you know, uh, I want to talk also about. In Reno, or at least in Nevada, there was a recent outbreak, or the first outbreak of the West Nile virus. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, here in, here in Southern Nevada, uh, Boulder City, we had you know, Uh-oh. which mosquitoes, summertime, you're coming, dude. Damn, I fucking hate mosquitoes. I, 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 I in, uh, <laughs> kill, kill mosquitoes, save the bees, make it a bumper yeah. sticker. Uh, dude. <laughs> You should make the bumper sticker. What do you? Don't tell somebody else. Come on, let's do it. I'll go with you on it. Kill mosquitoes, save the bees. Yeah, I, I'm I sure t- we can come up with a better slogan than that. But <laughs> maybe rhyme a little more, you know, something like that. Get the point across. People, people won't do shit still, but you know. so yeah. Speaking of doing like a bumper sticker too. Also, uh, I'm I'm trademarking a phrase here. I haven't done it yet, so I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is. But okay, I think it's smart. You know, entre- entrepreneurially, like if you have an idea. Check, see if there's a trademark for it, see if there's already a company name or whatever, and if you think there's a chance that it's profitable, take a look at it, man. Take that chance. You know, I'm, I'm doing that soon, uh, so I'll let you guys know here soon what it is. Once, as soon as I put it in the trademark, I already, I know it's available now, but I don't want to mention it right before I put in the trademark or put the money down to do it. Right. And you guys beat me to it. Keep it fresh, <laughs> for sure. If you're smart, you're going to jump on it. And uh, But going from that, I wanted to hop into, uh, there was a story that happened today. These guys came by earlier today, and uh, they helped me set up some sound stuff. They brought an extra mic so we could do three of us today. And then they took off, and the rest of my day was pretty interesting. More interesting than most um, (laughs) of my days. So I'm at the park with my son, and we're playing for a little bit, and my wife, and... uh, I get a text. I, so I, first I see I had two missed calls when I look at my phone, one from my dad, one from my mom, or my parents' house. And then I happen to read the text, and it's from my dad. And tell me if you would freak out if you saw this message. Let me pull it up so I can give it to you verbatim. This is word for word what he said? Yeah, word for word. He says, Brian, if you have transportation, get to mom's house. Get to her house now. There's a fire. Mom was screaming. 
I'm on my way home. <laughs> now, that's the first thing I read, not knowing the situation. Then from there, I, I just realized I had a missed call from my parents' house. And let me call my parents' house. Mm-hmm. No answer. Now I'm in full panic mode. <laughs> and I'm yelling. At, we just got to the park for like five minutes. And I'm like, Ruby, we need to go now. We need to get in the car. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, there's a fire at my parent, my mom's house. We need to go. I don't know the situation. And then uh, I'm going to call my mom's cell phone. And uh, so we're hopping in the car. She, She's a badass. She knows I'm panicking. She's like, let me drive and you call. Nice, <laughs> and nice. uh, we hop in the car. We're driving there. I call my mom. Now, right when she answers the phone, she's like, uh, I, well, my first question is, what's, what's going on? What's happening? She's like, it's a fire. It's a fire. It's so horrible. Oh, my gosh. And I, I'm like, okay, okay. We're like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? What's on fire? You know, like, talk to me. Like, like tell me what the hell is happening. And uh, she proceeds to then tell me that the telephone pole behind art we have, a bar- I brought it before, that we have a barn at the house. And uh, we had two barns, actually. One's a smaller one. And the telephone pole behind the smaller barn was sparking. Like, one of the transformers was sparking. And it lit the sagebrush on fire. And my mom happened to hear the sparks going it sounded like pops and like she was wondering why people were lighting off fireworks in this dry weather and yeah. she and it, I, in her panic i still don't know actually if she was outside or if she just heard it from inside gotcha. but thank goodness that she did because this neighbor's house the land caught on fire and then the his house caught on fire and uh from that point you know, I'm asking, um, like, are you safe? You know, blah, blah, and and uh, what's going on? Like, is our house on fire? She's like, no, no, no. Our house is okay. It's the, na- you know, it's the neighbor's property's on fire. They're not, their fire department's here. I don't know if they're going to be able to save his house. And so I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, so you're okay. Our house is okay. <laughs> you know, I'm in full, like, life or death panic mode. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm okay. And fire department's here, and I just don't know if they're going to be able to save his house. I'm like, okay, so you're okay house is okay <laughs> all right now i'm not i'm no longer in panic mode and i'm i was almost at the point where i was like should i continue to I, we're already driving there i was like should i still go i was like let me just let's go to make sure everything's good we get there fart you know sheriffs have the road closed to our house i have to tell them like hey this is my mom's house i'm just I'm, i'll park here but i gotta walk to the house like you gotta let me through and uh get there and yeah fire department's Trucks are in our yard. They're they're shooting water at, and there's fire trucks in that property too. Now, thankfully, uh, thankfully and unfortunately, uh, thankfully for the situation, this neighbor passed away just about two months ago. He was an older gentleman. And uh, one of the bad things is when we first got there, we found out he died, and I was like, wait, he didn't get out. I was like, oh man, that's oh my god, that's so horrible. But no, he died two months ago. He was an old gentleman. So he passed away on natural terms. So that was a relief. But his house, thankfully nobody's living there. That's the good news. It was just engulfed in flames. The shed, outdoors, the car, you know, that whole property was just like being burned shreds. Only about maybe 10 feet of our property caught flames before they were able to put it out. Gotcha. So had it not been for my mom being fast reacting and, and uh, when she saw it, not only calling 911, but then getting busting out a hose and and trying to do what she could to prepare for it. Like, Your mom's a fucking badass, man. Right? Your mom's Seriously. a hero. Yeah, she, 
Uh, there's Real life a lo- Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman style, right? She, uh, she straight helped that whole block of these older houses in Cold Springs not get burned down. I'm thankful not only for them, but I'm thankful for my memories uh, of childhood. Right. For my mom to save not only where my old bedroom was in the barn, but the whole house. You know, it was such a relief to find out that, okay, she's safe. And uh, from there, we get there. And, yeah, this how, this place is burning. There, he had ammunitions in his old shed. And they're popping off. Oh. You know, it's, it kind of sounds like fireworks going yeah. on. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely a very exciting but, like, scary thing to see. And, like, I remember, too, after my mom told me it was in her house and there's just neighbors and I was kind of like, oh, should I still even go? But then I was like, you know what? I Come over this Cold Springs Hill. Better see some damn smoke. <laughs> right. Bellowing. <laughs> I was going to be like, Mom, you you overreacted a little bit. But, yeah, you could see it bellowing. And luckily, as we came over the hill, we saw it was white smoke. So we're like, all right, cool. We know it's somewhat <coughs> contained. Right. And, uh, yeah, we get there. And um, my mom, you know, even the fire department was like, you were the hero of the day. You know, had, had I talked to uh, this one either volunteer firefighter or just a legit firefighter. Either way, to me, if you're a firefighter, you're a firefighter. I don't really classify you as a certain thing right? because you're putting your life on the line regardless of whether you're getting paid for it or not. Yeah. Uh, but this dude, Jackson, he told me, he's like, yeah, your mom was on the ball. You know, uh, that she made a huge difference, not only by being out here to see it, but by prepping everything to try to save her property. Right. And, and help us out and opening her gate and everything to let it, like, we have a big property there. And she let she let them know exactly where it was, what happened, and how to prepare for it coming into the situation. Like she, as panicked as she was, she was able to help them figure out what to do right. And you know, by the time I got there, they were just over half contem- uh, contained, mm-hmm. uh, contained. And uh, you know, unfortunately, this neighbor property is gone pretty much. Uh, but also, thankfully, nobody lives there anymore. Right. You know, it couldn't happen to a better situation, a better property for it to be the fact that nobody's living there anymore. Right. You know, so it's like, it'd be horrible knowing that you lost, you lost your house and it's where you live. Right. You know? All those yeah. memories. So, yeah. And it, it probably tonight is Wednesday night. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, what today, what's today's date? The I'm 11th. The 11th. So. You watch the news tonight. I guarantee Terry McDevitt, my mother, was on the news because she was the hero of the night in Cold Springs. So check out that if it's not. Obviously, you're not listening to this tonight because I'm gonna play put this out for you guys tomorrow. But uh, go on YouTube, you know, check her out because she's a badass. She's <laughs> a savage for sure. You know, much respect and love to my mom. But uh, going back, you know, from that, I knew I had some interesting stuff to talk about. For the show with that <laughs> happening. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, what what a ironic thing that happens right before I record an episode. Right. That I'm, yeah, props I'm, to your mom. Yeah. Not a lot of people would just be right that quick to... Thank God she, she heard the stuff and saved yeah. all those people's homes, man. Yeah. I mean, that old part of Cold Springs, it's engulfed in sagebrush. It's, yeah, dry like, area. Just, and people let their sagebrush grow. Like, there's sagebrush plants that have been growing for 20 years. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, they're, they've got some roots. <laughs> and uh, they're huge. And uh, the fact that in an area that dry and that overgrown, 
to only have lost one property that nobody owned. Yeah. Or nobody. Well, lived nobody in, lived in at the time. Uh, it's it's pretty miraculous. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And so you know we got really lucky. I'm of course lucky that nobody got hurt at my parents' house. But uh, you know, going from that, I uh, I wanted to ask you guys about something a little less serious. All right. Let's uh. I know you guys are into pickups. You had a Chevy Silverado. I do have a Chevy, Chevy Silverado. Silverado. This guy had a Jimmy. Yeah. Over here, I had a Jimmy too back in the day. So Tesla came out of the pickup. What's yeah. your thought about the Tesla pickup? Coming out now, I will say for an electric vehicle coming out for less than $50,000, I was pretty surprised. Oh. That's cool, but I think that's about the only thing cool about it is the price. The, it, I think it's ugly as fuck. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I heard it makes Dodge Rams look kind of small, cool. though, too. Is it yeah. that big? I, that's that's what the now it was like clickbait thing. I didn't click it, oh, but okay. that's what the little thing that it the clickbait headline said. Yeah, I'd, I'd really like to see what its uh, power can can move. That's what which I was is, say. You know, How I want to see torque the torque. Can you really have from an electric motor and compare it to what we do nowadays? Like I realize that we have to do something about uh, the environment and what what our cars are doing. But now, have you guys heard about like like do you guys listen to Joe Rogan at all? Uh-huh. Yes. Have you heard him talk about his Tesla? Yeah. No. Oh, you never heard it? I have not heard him talk about it. He talks about it where he's like, it's a fucking and he's a muscle car guy. Like he is, he's all about the American muscle. Like he wants that power uh-huh. and that torque. And he's like, you drive this and it's, it makes other cars seem just stupid. And it doesn't, it's hard to fathom that a vehicle can accelerate to this speed that quickly. Zero oh. to 60 in like one point one second oh what so, yeah, yeah. because it's there's not there like with gas things there has to be that fire to accelerate right with electric it's however hard you press the gas it's just going it's instant. it's instantaneous okay you know so there's not that acceleration factor is kind of taken away it's just you go like think about like like if you're behind the wheel of a golf cart mm-hmm. i don't know if you've ever been behind the oh, wheel yeah. of one of those it, you, you step on the pedal, you just start going. Whatever the full speed is, you just start kind of going that speed. Yeah. And I know golf carts don't go that fast, but it's like whatever it is. It's that speed. You're yeah. going that speed the whole time you press the, the pedal. Now imagine that for a you know 200 horsepower car, you're going to go pretty damn fast. Yeah. yeah. So I think the torque is probably pretty, the ratio is probably pretty damn good. But what if you're pulling something? I I'd like to I I'm interested to definitely see I the, know the specs on it. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and try to sell you on it because I don't know, for sure. So yeah. I, once I maybe maybe in the near future we'll get the actual specs on it and see what it can actually pull. But I mean, they're also they're making semis that are that are electric too. So I mean, if you can make a semi that can pull what fifty tons. Yeah, that's pretty impressive for sure. I'd almost like to see them add a, a solar aspect to it to where. Um, you'd say you go camping or something for a long week and you're out in the middle of nowhere. You can't charge your car. You can't charge your car, but you're running this trailer with all these appliances and you're cooking meals for your family, whatever. Like, how long could that hold up before you were like, can I need a charge? And, and the fact that, say, you're in the Midwest, charging stations right. are Few minuscule. Far between. Yeah. yeah, you could be going, like, where you need... Your car goes 300 miles on a charge, and you're 300 miles away from the nearest station. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would 
that would be the the one factor. But I mean, if they if they have it all dialed in and it's just stuff that that we're we're unaware of, you know, that it can last up to days or whatever, I wouldn't be opposed to buying a uh, an electric truck, to save some fucking gas money, and save the bees. Save the save yeah, <laughs> save the bees, isn't it? Uh, and you know, back in the day, I I was as a kid, I was ignorant to the solar power thing. I thought that say it got cloudy. Uh-huh. Your car's gonna die. They go stupid. Like <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize it charged a battery. But you know, it's it's just it's so crazy to think about. Like when I when I saw uh, there was a movie. I think it was Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Like one of one of those of that franchise. And the guy was driving a solar car, and it got cloudy, and his car died. So that's I think what put that in my mind. Gotcha. You know, kid ignorance. Yeah, that's a good point though. Yeah. So, but driving to a rainstorm, you may not come out on the other end. You can be made for AAA <laughs> like in the middle. What if you live in Seattle or something where it's raining all the time? Like, how much charge do you get when a cloudy day? Instead of here in Reno when it's nice and everybody goes out and starts cleaning their car, everybody's outside like holding a solar panel trying to charge it up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I, to be honest, too, uh, I hate to end this conversation with you guys because it's been a, it's been a fun one. Enjoyed having you guys out here. I appreciate it yeah, too. But I, I always gotta end each show with some trivia questions. So right. I'm gonna try to hit you. I'm gonna hit you with six of them tonight, since there's two of you. Okay. I usually only hit five a person at the most, but since there's two of you, let's go six. All right. So uh, one of you guys, I think both of you guys really enjoyed the show Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is a question about that. What right. was the city they were in? Or the town. Nice. Yeah, All right. Glad you guys both got that. <laughs> All right. So now, one of you guys' favorite bands, at least I know you, you talked about uh, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Uh, first year of Ozfest was what year? Ooh. 96, 97? That'd be my guess. Your first answer was correct. That's, yeah. the, that's the year I was fucking born. Young and. God, I'd like to be. <laughs> yeah. I look at videos from the 90s of Ozfest, man. I want to be there so badly. I'd love to go to Ozfest when it was in its full I'm force. Right. I'm stoked that you got the answer correct, uh, especially knowing that how young you guys are. That that's not you, it's not like you guys could go back and remember it. Right. 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 <laughs> I'm 23 for reference. Yeah. Levi's so 22. Or 23. You know, you're yeah. 23 now. It's, yeah. It's past April. Youngins, man. I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Now, question number three. What legendary guitarist? Lost the tips of two fingers oh, in a factory accident. See them live. Come on, Tony Iommi, man. Tony Iommi. All right. I'm again. I'm happy that you guys got something that I knew you guys were into. <laughs> and uh, quick question, also side question with that to make it a little challenging. Okay. More challenging, and this is not. This is still part of that question. What was Black Sabbath before they were Black Sabbath? Are you talking band name? Yep. There's two. There's Earth. Uh, which was already taken when they used that. And then there was Polka Tolk Blues Company, which Ozzy came up with by looking at an air freshener can while taking a dump mid-practice. He goes, oh, I'll be right back. And he came back. He goes, I have our band name, Polka Tolk Blues Company. I'm impressed I didn't even know about the Polka. <laughs> you did? Do you know Earth? Yeah. He's uh, the Sabbath, dude. All yeah. right. I'm impressed. You got me. I was, I was like, maybe I'm going to stump this guy on some black <laughs> No. Touche. Uh, next question. A little more more modern of heavy metal. Okay. What was Lamb of God's first band name? Oh, Burn the Priest. Damn. I'm sorry, I'm pretty good at, Jesus, at, dude. at music. Lamb too. of God's probably one of my favorite bands. All right, so 
you have not gotten the question wrong yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm hella impressed. Uh, do you know what year that was? It was 2000s. Wasn't in the 90s. When they burned the priest? Mm-hmm. No, it was actually 94. Was it 94? Yeah, 94. And the, the whole reason they changed their name was because they were getting banned at so many venues for their name. Oh. They're like, we need to come up with something different. Which they, as like their name didn't change necessarily controversially. I feel it just it didn't sound so aggressively sat- satanist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. All right. So maybe this one will get you. You're the biker here, even though I know yeah. both of you dress like it. <laughs> <laughs> what year did Street Vibration start here in Reno? Oh. Ooh. I'm trying to remember what. I'm gonna say. Shot in the dark, 84. Oh, You're man. wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong by a lot. By, by almost a decade. Okay. I was going to say 74-ish. Actually, 93. No oh, shit? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah oh. It's a little newer than, than you expected. Yeah, interesting. All right. And then, uh, and then, I mean, again, it's before you guys are born, so I'm not, not going <laughs> to call you. I'm just happy to have stumped you on something a little bit. I, nobody's gotten everything right yet. <laughs> so final question of the night. Who was the president? In the year of the first Reno Rodeo. Okay, 1919. So. Oh, man. There's a reason. A little history lesson, school. right? <laughs> okay. This is all you, bud. I have no fucking idea. We gotta think. Okay, so. You guys are less far removed from high school than me, too, so. <laughs> I wanna say Rosemary. Maybe physically. No, <laughs> 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 Dude, I'm stoked. I don't know. You gotta tell me. Woodrow Wilson. Oh, okay. And he was the president from 1913 to 1921. Damn. But again, I don't fault you for not knowing that. I had to throw some stuff in there that was a little, even though it's still tied into Reno and stuff that we, you know, we're knowledgeable about. I wanted to try to find some way to stump you guys in something. You know, this is yeah. the 100th year of the Reno Rodeo. That's the whole, yeah. That's the whole reason. That, that's why I knew it'd also be an easy year to guess the year it was. So I was like, okay, if you know your history of presidents, then you're set. That's what I was going for. I was like, okay, so I went 1919 and I started at World War II and worked my way back from Roosevelt. So nice. But I, I, I mean, you, you you did smart mathematically. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, I I want to thank you guys so much for coming out here, making the trek out to the valleys for me. No worries. Hope to do it again soon, welcome, man. Welcome, yeah. welcome to Rebbe's Cantina, and you guys are always welcome here. Yeah. Tequila shots now, right? Yeah, always. <laughs> Anytime. Especially when you guys bring it. Woo! <laughs>